It's time for Golf DMV. Highlighting golf in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. And now, here is Claude Jennings. Golf DMV, Federal News Network, 1500 AM, federalnewsnetwork.com. You don't have to pay attention to that website. You can just go to golfdmvpodcast.com. That's right. All things Golf DMV uh, right there. By the way, you know, it's fall in the DMV. You should get these these hats, these knit hats. It's got Golf DMV on the front. We've got blue ones. We've got black ones. Pick it up now for your fall golf uh, pleasure. LB is uh, on location uh, somewhere else. We'll have more on that. Vern's on stu- in studio. Vern, what's up? What's happening? And we've got uh, LB. LB, uh, explain to everybody where you are exactly. Okay, I am in Florida at a place called The Villages. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a retirement community, uh, 55 and over. It is the mecca of golf. Uh, um, huh. They have over, I think the number right now is standing at 40 or 41 nine-hole executive courses and 13 championship golf courses. Wow. So you can pretty much find any kind of golf you want there. Yes, I play golf every day I've been here. If I didn't play, I went to the range. So <laughs> wow. I'm getting it in. <laughs> so I'm explain, getting my money's worth. Explain to people why are you at the Villages? Like it's a, you call this retirement practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's basically what I'm doing. I am practicing retirement. Um, <laughs> you know, I only have a few. If, if things go well, well, let me say this. If things stay as they are, mm-hmm. I'll retire in three point. Four years. Nobody's counting. Um, I'm, and I'm working to reduce that number. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so, so, you've done some research, and the villages popped up high on that list. Yeah, yeah. We've looked at. I mean, we haven't looked at a ton of places, but we looked up and down the East Coast. Um, we don't want to go north. I mean, who would want to go north of Washington? I don't know. Right. Um, so we've basically looked south. Florida, you know, some of the Georgia, you know, even South Carolina a little bit. Um, and we've, I've done research out West. I haven't gone to look at anything out West, but I've looked at stuff online out West. And there really is no place in the United States. And actually, and I, I, I almost say probably the world that has the activities, the resources, um, the layout, the, the lifestyle that this place called the villages can offer in retirement. I mean, it's, it's and, I, and I tell people this all the time. I hate to sound like I'm trying to sell a place, almost like an infomercial. They really, they really need to pay me for the, the amount of time I talk about this place. <laughs> I mean, really. Um, I mean, all this, it's all the time, people. I play right. golf with them. Don't let them meet somebody new who's in his age group. Why don't I go to the villages? <laughs> But it, it, you really, it's, and I, I was talking to the guys on the golf course, other day and I was telling them, you know, we were, were they all, about are it they all like, residents yeah. and retired or? Yes. Okay. I, I, so far, I've played with some quick math. I've played one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight different people I think I've played with so far. Mm-hmm. And out of the eight, only one was not a retiree. Okay, so you're making new friends. Go right ahead. So go ahead. You said you've been talking to people, yeah, and they yeah. are. Yeah, yeah, everybody's been cool. I mean, this is, and, you know, a lot of people have warned me, who, and, and I'll say qualified, that people who have not been here before have qualified, you know, tried to scare me. Oh, you know, it's Trump country now. And I'm like, yeah, well, we got Trump supporters everywhere, you know. Um, <laughs> there's a house, the house that we're renting uh, one, two doors down, there's a house that has a big Trump 2020 flag in their yard, you know, with the American flag and the, and the Trump 2020 flag in it. Um, so I made a point one day when I saw him to give him a big high wave as I rolled past his house. Okay, um, an actual wave or like here. the TK salute? No, I gave him a real wave. Okay. I didn't give him the TK salute, <laughs> just, a, just a, a regular high neighbor wave okay. <laughs> with a big smile on my face. Like, I know I just made your yeah, day. Yeah, there goes the neighborhood. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, but yeah, but it's it is a beautiful place. You really have to when, when you are out there that are over fifty or fifty five and over or, or about to be fifty five. It is really worth, especially if you're a golfer. It is worth checking out, and if or if you just like to be or want to be active in your retirement and not just sitting around playing bingo every day, this is the kind of place you really want to investigate. Um, and just to note, Coach uh, Coach D uh, Coach B and um, and his wife are here as well. This they they came in on uh, Thursday, Wednesday night. Wednesday night they came in. 
uh, what's the Thursday? Yeah, Wednesday night. And uh, they did a tour yesterday of the property. When I say property, it's it's, it's bigger than D.C. So, wow, the entire, so yeah. yeah, the villages, like the entire place, community, is bigger than the city of Washington, yes. D.C.? Yes, it is. Yes, it is, sir. And for Absolutely. Some, for some context for the listeners, when LB says, uh, you know, he's he's practicing retirement, before we uh, before we went live here, he uh, picked up the phone. You know, Claude and I were expecting him to answer with all this pep and energy because he'd been so excited about this trip. And he kind of was like, hey, what's up, guys? You know, And <laughs> and I, we asked him, was like, well, what's, what's the deal, man? And he, the thing that he said made me laugh. He was like, well, you know, the, the, sun, the sun drains you down here. <laughs> so in an effort to practice, he's already becoming Flor- Florida man already. Right. You know, Floridized, right. if you will, where I can just picture LB just slowing down the longer he stays down there <laughs> right. to the point rounds decrease. And then one day he's just sitting on his porch, just sitting outside. So uh-huh. soaking up the sun, waving, right? Waving, waving the people as they go by. Yep. So retirement <laughs> practice in full effect. Absolutely. Now it's funny, LB, yeah. and, and we'll get to some of the golf in the villages in a second. But um, you know, uh, I was talking to uh, my wife Sierra about uh, the show this week. Um, I don't know if she cared, and I was just talking to her about it. And then I said, "Well, LB's going to be checking in from the villages." And she asked, you know, well, what's the village? So I'll explain it to her. And she was like, huh, you know, LB and, and, and Brenda, they don't really catch me as retirement, as retirement community people. Agreed. Like what, Agreed. what was your um, thought behind like, well, let me just find a place where we can go as opposed to just retiring wherever you wanted to, to, to retire. Yeah. Well, so my biggest thing in retirement is I wanted to be, I want to be active. I mean, I've always been active. And I don't want to, because you know you hear those stories about people they retire and then six months later a year they dead. Yeah. Um, I don't want to be that statistic. And and there's too many things that I want to do, you know, that I honestly don't have time to do now because of a full time job. Um, there are so there are just so many activities here, and it's one of the nicknames this place has is uh, Disney World for adults. Um. It is immaculately maintained as far as the, the landscaping. You know, there's no, there's no trash. I mean, you I mean you don't see, you don't even see cigarette butts. You know what I mean? It's ridiculously clean. Um, the people are super nice. Uh, they have golf. You, you don't drive your car. Mostly, you drive your golf cart to go to the grocery store or to wherever you're going to happy hour, which is every day here. Yep. Um, <laughs> uh, Start, uh, starts at eleven, right? <laughs> You, well, yes, well, yes, kind of, it, it does. Like, <laughs> I went to a restaurant a couple of days ago. We went for lunch, and we got there, and it was like, I don't know, twelve fifteen, and it was already drink specials. <laughs> <laughs> How early does breakfast start? So we, 5.30 in the morning? <laughs> well, what I found, too, people don't, people are not getting, you know, normally you, people would say about old people, you know, they get up when the sun get, comes up Pretty much. and they go to bed before the sun goes down. Mm-hmm. Um, that is not true here. People here don't, uh, like the golf courses in the morning are pretty crowded. Um, but, the, you know, when I look outside, you don't really see people too much moving around and stuff. Um, I've, I was waking up early when I first got here, but now I'm sleeping in a little bit more myself. Um, and I, I, times I do believe it's just the sun <laughs> wearing me out. I'm, Already I'm adjusted. All this sun like this. So how long is it until you start wearing sandals with black socks? <laughs> and your cargo shorts and a lion's shirt. <laughs> right. Well, we were shopping the other night and I was looking at some shorts and, uh, they had, you know, the ISO store had those, the shorts with the, what well, they all car, I call them cargo pants. They, you know, the newer ones. They don't have the big pocket on the outside. I guess the pocket is actually on the inside. So all you see is a seam where that, <laughs> that cargo pocket would be. And right. I pulled them out because I really like the color. Then I saw the pocket. like, nope, nope, not wearing them. Sorry. <laughs> almost, almost got you. <laughs> almost got almost you. sucked me in. <laughs> oh, man. Well, good. So let's talk a little bit about the golf. Now, how many exec- non-hole executive courses and championship courses you said? So it's, it's four. I think that they just they – just, uh, they're continuing to build here. So, I mean, they've just built a, uh, starting to build a whole new development a little bit to the south of where we are now. And mm-hmm. I believe the number right now is like 41-ish on the executive courses. Wow. And the championship courses, I believe, is stuck at 12, either 12 or 13 that they are right now. So the way they the way they do it, the executive, I mean, the uh, championship courses are all basically just nine-hole, you know, full-length nine-hole courses. Because most of the championship courses have three nine holes, you know, uh, at their disposal. Okay. 
So when I played the other day, I played at uh, Evans Prairie Country Club, and they have three, um, you know, three nine-hole, you know, four-limb, uh, you know, par 36 uh uh, courses and so essentially, um, like if so, if I'm thinking like Compass Point, where they've got four nine hole, exactly. and so you just can, they pair you up on two different uh, nine hole courses, right? Right, okay. and the and the one is interesting too. They have like six tee boxes, um, so they're stretching out to you know thirty five. Like I'm looking, I'm looking at my card now, uh, Killdeer, which was one I played the other day. The tips is thirty five um, eighty six. Uh, the Osprey was thirty four, thirty nine, wow. and the Egret was thirty six, thirty four, sixty six. So you know you're talking to seven thousand yards from the tips of uh, mm-hmm. courses. Um, so yeah, it's been cool. So one of the interesting things for me is that you know I usually just so the other day when I played, I played with uh, a couple, actually three people. Um, their names I can wrote them down. Uh, it was Pam, Larry, and Dave. Right. Okay. And so Pam, female, she played from, you know, from a front and the Larry and Dave played from the white. So when I pulled up and, you know, we talking and introduced ourselves and all that stuff. And they say, well, she said, well, where do you want to play from? I said, I, you know, I don't care. I'll play from wherever, wherever everybody else is playing from. She said, well, these guys are playing from the white. So I said, okay, fine. You know, I'll do that. So the white is 2830. Okay. So just under, you know, um, 5600 yeah, for, for nine holes. Uh, right. Yeah. Okay. Right. So, um, so I said, fine, I, you know, I'll, I'll play from there. So <laughs> after the first couple of holes, I drove them by about 70 yards. <laughs> and <laughs> so she came back to me. She said, uh, yeah, you, don't you want to think you want to move back one? <laughs> it was like, did you say, absolutely not. I'm playing from right here. <laughs> exactly. That's basically what I said. I said, well, I'm working through some swing changes, so I'm fine, I'm fine playing from here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, tell her mind her business. No, no, no. Uh, hopefully Pam will be listening to, to if she can email in golfdmvpodcast at gmail.com. Um, so, yeah, review your rounds, uh, uh, the courses you played, you know, conditions, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, how'd, yeah, how'd you do, man? Okay, so first, the first one I played, I played one of the um, executive courses. This, this was called uh, Sweet Gum. And I played with two guys. I gave them my card, too, so they, they might be listening. Uh, Sherman <laughs> and uh, Don. They're both both retirees. They've been here. I think he told me. I think they've been down here around seven years or so. Now, one of the things that I have, and, and I'm, I guess, yeah, I'm happy about is that everybody that I played with, except for one guy, and I'll get to him in a minute, has been very, <laughs> very low key. I mean, they are out here. You know how we, you know, we stress. Well, we by we, I say me. You know, I stress over a shot and I get upset and I'm cussing at myself when I make a bad shot and all those things. None of that happens here. Hmm. None of that. Everybody here is so far, again, except for one guy who I'll talk about in a minute, they are here to have fun. Yeah, you know, I mean, what, they, what, what, they are, this is, this is their form of exercise, form of recreation, form of, so, form of socializing. Right. So, you know, the guys I played with yesterday, when I pulled up and, you know, we're talking and everything and the guy says, look, we said, we are here to have fun. You know, um, we might drop two or three balls. You know, we're not keeping score. We don't play by any rules. <laughs> we, just, <laughs> we just out here to have fun. Mm-hmm. So, so far, everybody has had that attitude, except for this one guy I'll get to in a minute. <laughs> okay. Um, before so, you get to him, uh, before, yeah, you, before you get so, to him, and it, like, so do you find yourself, after a few days of doing that, do you find yourself wanting to adopt that mentality in your game? Like, I'm yeah, just out here to have fun. Yeah, definitely. It, yeah, yeah. Because mm. I find that um, when I it, it, golf, golf becomes fun again when you're not worrying. About, I mean, I've been keeping score just because I I'm still anal like that. I haven't totally given up on it, but <laughs> but it's a lot. It, the rounds are a lot more fun when the people around you are relaxed, you know, and they're not stressing. So that kind of it kind of rubs off on kind of rubbed off on me in a lot of ways. Cause my wife went with me one of the rounds. Um, that I went, you know, she just rode and even she was saying how relaxing it was even watching us play because they were just so relaxed, you know, not caring, uh-huh. just talking about anything and everything. You hit the ball in the water, everybody giggles, you pull out another ball and you keep it moving, right. you know? <laughs> huh. um, well, I mean, I think, so I think yeah. what's happening there is you know, when, you, when you get close to the end, <laughs> you can't, 
when, when the things that matter in life actually starts to decline yeah. and that list gets smaller and smaller. Yeah, you know, it's like, you know what? Who needs to keep score? That's all right. But, you know, LB, it's funny because I was, I was, I remember maybe it was two or three years ago, the Golf Channel did this whole segment on buddy rules and, and like the rules that people have when they're playing with their crew. And, and some people, had a rule, you know, you throw it in the sand. I mean, if it's in the sand, right. you take one shot. If you can get out, cool. If not, pick it up, put it out of the sand trap, and don't penalize yourself. Like, and I'm, but it was whatever the collective group determined. Here are the rules that right. we play by. They were, right. I mean, they were groups that wouldn't penalize themselves for hitting in the in the woods. They would just they would just drop where it went in and keep going. Right. You know, because chances are, I mean, if you're losing them every single hole off the driver, you're probably scoring a plus three. What's the point of every hole anyway? And so. That plus four, plus three, plus two, it, it, at the end of the day, you know, if you want to keep every single stroke, fine. But they were saying that there are a lot of people who have these these buddy rules. And right. even when you're, when you're putting, you know, right. if you can get within, you know, two steps of the hole, they'll count it. You know what I mean? Like, and uh, mm-hmm. there were folks who, who were who were tweeting and, and all kind of stuff into the show. I think it was Morning Drive or something. And they were tweeting in a lot of their buddy rules. So people have these things yeah. where, where they want the game to be more enjoyable. Uh, and I think... It almost gets to like our whole theory about playing from the forward tees is that when you do things like that and you give yourself a shot at a decent score, knowing the kind of handicap you're giving yourself or the privilege you're giving yourself on the course, it still doesn't make it less enjoyable. I mean, you still like seeing, well, that was an 86. Yes. That was an 85. You know yes. what I mean? Even though you know right. I was playing from 57. Yep. <laughs> you know? Right, right. Yeah, and, and I think yeah, so. at the end of the day, uh, real quick, LB, too, that, uh, to, to Claude's point and your point, uh, at, you know, Golf trying to grow the game and everything else, uh, this will only benefit them because the mm-hmm. more enjoyable you make it for the average Joe, which is where most of your money's coming from for the Saturdays, the more people are going to go out and do mm-hmm. it. Right. Like, yo, right. you need to go out and keep rigorous, like you said, every stroke. People are going to be like, you know, and this is going to take four hours? And no. Yeah. And how much am I paying? Exactly. Uh, exactly. Uh, I don't know if I want to do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so go right ahead. Yeah. They, they were playing for fun. Go ahead. Yeah, so the course is, the course is, in it, is just as far as its shape. I mean, in Florida courses, everything is beautiful. Um, they do this one thing here, but I haven't quite figured out what they have, but it's called the morning wave. So you can, they'll, and this is only for the championship courses, that's what I've gathered so far, because I don't think I have run into this on the executive courses yet, okay. where the last tee time in the morning is 9.26 or 28. That's the last tee time you can get up up in the so you can get from like seven whatever whatever time sunrise is until not basically nine thirty in the morning and then they stop. What happens at the that? next tee times are they, yes, they right time. around noon and go forward. <laughs> so I don't know what that siesta in the middle is for. You know, what the, I was I was saying <laughs> I think it's I think it's for nap time for all you retirees. <laughs> Been in the sun two hours. Well, yeah, you go back to your house early. And for those who sleep in late, then the late, the late birds come in at noon or something. I, maybe so. Okay. Um, so but that's that's one little quirk out that I, I found here. Um, even with the like I say the uh, the the uh, the executive courses, uh, but I only played well. I played one. I actually played one twice. Well, one and a half because we played it the first day we got here, and we got to like hole number four, and the, the skies opened up, and mm-hmm. we everybody left. Um, so I went back and, and finished playing that one. That's what I played the other day with uh, Sherman and Don Waterman. And Don gave me his card because he said, hey, if I have questions about the villages or anything in general about villages, he would be a wealth of information. So he even gave me his card. Nice. Um, yeah, I mean, every, like I said, everybody's really friendly. I've given a few away, a couple of people uh, cards to the podcast. Actually, Don and Sherman have uh, cards for the podcast. So I told them to listen because I would, I would shout them out. Nice guys. Um yeah, we talked we talk everything about the villages, and it was a nice little round with them. Um, and that round, because, I, I, again, I'm still keeping score even though I probably shouldn't. Um, I was plus six on the, on the executive. Um, I had one, two, three, four, four pars uh, and four bogeys and one double bogey, which was on the par four. Okay. There's nice. only one par four on that, on that executive. And of course, I hit. Oh, so the rest of know, part threes. Swing, it was, yeah, everything else okay. is part threes. Yeah. So most of the most of the, back up a little bit. Most of the uh, executive courses have maybe one or two par fours um, on them, and the rest of threes. Um, and again, same with the with the yardage. I mean, you can play it. I played with these guys, and the average most time I was hitting a nine iron or a pitching wedge. Um, 
on, on these par threes. I don't think I ever hit anything. I take that back. There was one par three I hit at eight iron because it was like 150 yards. So. Oh, whoa, whoa. But that was probably the longest par three that we played. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, okay. The par four was 345. So that was, you know what I mean? That was, that's about average, I guess, for us. Um, but I ended up behind a tree, so that screwed me. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy who you uh, so, didn't have fun playing with, talk about him a little bit. Yeah, so uh, so when I, this was I played yesterday, I, and so this so with this guy with this this group I played with, and I forget all of their names. I know the one guy name was Bill because I remember Bill distinctly because his ball market said Bill. Um, <laughs> okay, <laughs> and he, he was older guy. I mean, he's been here nine. He's been here nineteen years. Good oh, night. Wow. So, so did he have one of those Rick McCormick uh, golf club stands with the wire clothes hanger? That... No, he did okay. not. Just one. No, I have not seen any of those yet. <laughs> really? Yeah, Rick, at the retirement uh, community. Okay. Right. Nobody's using that. Hear <laughs> okay. that, Rick? <laughs> so when I pulled up with these guys, you know, we do the introduction and everything. Oh, and the one guy had this guy who had the attitude. He had on a Nats hat, so he and I bond. Because I had my Nats hat on as well, so we we bonded over over baseball, you know, briefly there. Short lived so friendship. I, Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So, so the other two guys, the older guys, they hit from the uh, front on the white and Don, uh, whatever his guy's name, I forget his name now, but he was hitting from the blues. So I said, "Oh, okay. Well, I'll hit from the blues too," because I hadn't I hadn't hit from the blues since we've been here. That's the so blues are three, basically your six thousand uh, yard uh, marker. Okay. Uh, so I hit, I hit with him, um, and we were pretty pretty close in drive distance. We were, you know, probably within usually within five to ten yards of each other. Sometimes I get him, sometimes he get me. Okay. He had a really good iron game though. So I think he birdied the first hole and maybe par the second or whatever. Now I think I, yeah, I scored away my second shot or whatever. So the, we get to we get to a hole, a long par three, and I say long, it was like one ninety over water downhill. Oh wow. And yeah, so he tees up, and this was really the first bad shot he had, had all day, so up to this point. And he shanked and it went straight into the water. <laughs> he said every cuss word there was known oh, to man. Yeah. He slammed his club in the ground, oh, yeah. started muttering to himself. Oh, no. <laughs> Very unpleasant to be around. Right. So, oh, I'm, you yeah. know, I'm, again, it's just he and I hitting from back there. The Blues, the other guys are up front, so it's just me and him back there. Um, so I didn't say anything. I was like, oh, he's like, well, I'm going to hit another one. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, go ahead and do your thing, man. Is <laughs> <laughs> that awkward silence? So, right, exactly. So he teases up again, and he hits this one into the street. <laughs> <laughs> you should, you should, that's what he so should have said. He's well, really this... pissed off. And then, so now he's oh, screaming, man. I hate this course. I hate this course. I don't know why I'm playing this course. I hate this hole. I hate this course. And mm-hmm. he's just, and then he just walks off and he's muttering, and I'm, you know, I'm standing up to hit my shot, and I can still hear him, you know, back in the corner. I'm, 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 I'm just you sh- mumbling. You should have turned around and, like a little quiet on the tee box, please. Right, <laughs> no, right. No, I think I think so, sarcasm would help. You should have been like, uh, "Well, Lisa's dry, man. <laughs> dry this time. <laughs> <laughs> <He> flipped out." <laughs> so the only other time he blew his top was we get to another hole, and it backs up to. uh it runs along the road, um, which is a pretty, it was like a full lane road and with some, across the street was, you know, shopping and, and restaurants and stuff. So it was a lot of commotion going on. Right. And some construction. So this is a par four we get up there. We get up on the tee box and it's, it's his turn. As soon as he's getting ready to tee off, a, a dump truck or something, you know, puts on that backup. Right. So he, he swings anyway. He tops the ball. And now he's cussing again because the truck started beeping in his back swing. Even though he heard it before he started the swing. Right. Right. I'm thinking, come on, man. We, this is a road. I mean, we're not on the PGA. You know, come on, man. Right, right. So then he hits another one. And right before, no, I take that back. He, so he tees up again to hit to hit the second shot to a third shot if he's counting. Did, did, uh, uh, did, somebody, did, was. Some, did somebody go out there and stop traffic so we could? <laughs> 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 he would have liked that. So when he gets up to he he gets over his ball, and this time a dump truck goes past us, and it and then it's just a dump truck, you know, making dump truck noise, mm-hmm. dump truck noises, <laughs> and he stops. Look at this. This is ridiculous. I hate this course. I hate this course. He starts oh, that all goodness. over again. Oh goodness! Like man, so yeah. So he was he was he walked the whole nine too. I, I he was gonna walk eighteen, 
Um, uh, yeah, so he's the only person so far that I ran into that was actually taking their golf and I'll say you know quasi seriously to the point where he was he was a nuisance in yeah. the, or, or an asshole. I want to look at that. Yeah, a bit of an old cuss. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good night. yeah nobody. He, I mean, he had that. a pretty good game, but mm-hmm. he just is. Yeah, yeah. So I told my wife about it. She and she just kind of looked at me like. As if, well, that's how you act. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, huh? I got a chance to play with Lawrence Brooks today, huh? That's funny. Uh, right, so, right. so villages so, all in all, honestly, you- it made me it, it made me think about my behavior too. Because I, hmm. I if, if that is how I act, and I, if it let me let me start as I say, I apologize to you all that have played with me. If that's how I react. <laughs> well, I don't know if you react that way. Yeah, not I mean, quite that bad. You're more okay. funny to be around than unpleasant when things kind of fall off the wagon. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, no, well, so all, was, all in all, you like the villages. Oh, absolutely. So as far as my scores that I have been keeping, so I so I played from the whites. Uh, I played two nines from the whites, and I shot 46 and a 44. Okay. And then I played from the blues. The other day, I only played nine from the Blues the other day, or yesterday, and I shot 46. So, <laughs> the same numbers. No matter where you, you know what I mean? It doesn't, we, the distance isn't making a difference. We talked about this. We, we, we talked about this. Uh, Vernon and I played Worthington, and we'll have some of that coming up on the, on, on the, on the other side of the uh, top of the hour news for radio and on the other side of the commercial break for podcasts. But, uh, you know, we can talk about moving up and which T box we're going to play from and stuff like that. But, you know, it's the, it's a different shade of the same story. It's a different shade of, 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 of Allison, as Allison Krauss would say, it's another shade of miles and miles to go. It's like yep. it, the, the score ends up usually right where it normally is. It's just that the, whether it's yep. the short game, whether it's off the tee box uh, with the driver or whether it's mid irons, somewhere we screw it up. Right. And we, and we end yep. up with the same score. But we'll talk about that a little later. Um, uh, we've got about a minute left in this segment. Real quick, um, we're going to do the, uh, it is something we talked about a few months ago. We're going to do golf DMV awards. We're going to award golf courses here in the DMV, but I want to do a special category. We want to do maybe two, like two or three just top golf courses in the DMV as you know, voted on on Golf DMV, but I want the listeners to participate in one. I want a listener's choice award. So email golfdmvpodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's golfdmvpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know which courses make the Golf DMV uh, listener's choice award, and we're going to send a plaque to these courses. And so we're going to have maybe, I don't know, three or four that Golf DMV says are top courses in the DMV. And uh, we want some listeners' choices in there. Now, coming up at the top of the hour news, uh, we'll have Worthington Manor uh, and some PJ stuff coming up. It's Golf DMV. Hi, this is LB from Golf DMV. Have you thought about advertising your business? Well, consider us as your cost-effective advertising solution. We offer a variety of options and terms to meet your needs. Contact us at GolfDMVPodcast.com for more information. It's time for Golf DMV. Highlighting golf in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. And now, here is Claude Jennings. Segment number two of Golf DMV, 1500 AM, uh, com is the website. LB is uh, in Florida at the Village. He's practicing retirement, meaning he's just kind of staying up late, playing a lot of golf, drinking a lot. Right, That's right. LB? That's pretty much what the deal, deal is, right? Yeah, I've been to the gym twice, too, though. So I'm, I'm nice. still trying to keep my... My uh, young athletic figure. I'm gonna need that for these old ladies down here. Uh, yeah, <laughs> oh, hold on to it for as long as you can. Here we go. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> my golf drought is over, LB. I would wait till you go to Florida, but I was able to get out and play a Wednesday morning round with uh, Vern at Worthington Manor. I think one of your right, one, cool. of you, one of you guys like favorite spot. I've never played it before, right? Um, so my thoughts on Worthington: is, uh, two things. For as good of a course. Uh, that, 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 I mean, a great course, right? The, uh, everything else from the bar and grill and the pro shop stuff, a little underwhelming. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, yes. Like, you walk up and you expect from a Worthington Manor, like this kind of prestigious clubhouse right. and pro shop and, you know, but it just really was like, you know, it was Patuxent Greens almost, like, I mean, as far as, as, as the clubhouse and stuff, you know, which, by the way, I'm not a fancy person. It doesn't have to be great you for me. You don't but, have to hedge, Claude. You can say it's extra regular. Right. It's definitely regular. Um, uh, but 
you know, at the same time, it is what it is. Now, here's the thing. So, I, I, of course, I can't. We, it was supposed, the tea time was 8.50. Uh, I'm on the way up. I'll text Vern like, hey, I'm going to push it back to 9 because <laughs> I'm going to be coming in super hot, yeah. right? And so, you were there early and uh, and was able to go to the driving range, right, Vern? Uh, yeah, yeah, I got there early. And let me let me just, uh, Claus, leaving out some, some detail here. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and praise him and try to start beef in one breath. <laughs> I get there and... Uh, he had, he had paid for the round. I, I get up there to go check in LB and I was like, Oh, look at this. And he's the guy's like, Hey, you're already taken care of. Now, I mean, mysterious, maybe coincidence. It's the week you're not here. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe something for you guys to talk about when you get back. But no, uh, no, yeah, yeah. I got there about 20 minutes early and I, yeah, he, he, he thanked, you know, I, I thanked him. Um, the cool movie. Did squares. you get range balls or did yeah, they, oh, they oh, range balls free? Yeah. Okay, range balls free at Worthington. Yeah. They actually have them down there in the range in the little pyramid format. So you just take your clubs down there, and that, that same guy was there last time too. It'll be that helped us out. The young man, um, super enthusiastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do my bag in the cart out there drinking his coffee, chatting me up. Went down there, and started hitting some balls on the range about twenty minutes before Clark got there, maybe eight forty-five. Again, there there are things you can do DMV golf courses yes. and all over the country and world to make golf a great experience. You know, for someone to be out there and help put your clubs up on a cart. That's nothing but effort from your team, from from your employees, right? And then right. Uh, same deal with the free range balls. Literally, it costs you nothing just to give people a bucket of balls or a warm-up ball. You know, you know what right, I mean? Like right. you make food and beverage is where you make a lot of your money. Right. You, you know what I mean? And even on the course, you know, the course takes money. So if you charge a lot, you can get some of that money back. But for the most part, your driving range, especially if you're making a lot from the course and food and beverage, you can you can – Put that as an extra perk. Yeah, so, 15, 20 balls. Exactly. So how about we do that area co- courses? How about we get the courses to make a 2020 Golf DMV pledge to include range balls with every single round you, you book? And this is a Wednesday morning. I, yeah. Um, another thing about this. So I go in, I check in. Uh, there were two ladies at the, at the restaurant, and this was 845 or so when I got there. Fully stocked, ready to serve, and there was a young lady driving the cart around uh, when we uh, went out to play. And this is on a random Wednesday morning, fifty some odd degrees, yep. uh, not packed at all, nope. and yet they said a, a full staff, you know, ready to to help folks who are out there playing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, even the uh, like I said, the, the cart cargo was out there. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Surprised me and everything. Yeah. So um, again, you, you could kind of check out for fall golf if you're if you're a local golf club and maybe you know start reducing staff and all that. But no, mm-hmm. not at Worthington. Everybody out there. Everybody's out there. Uh, so now about the course. Now again, Vern played there before. LB's played there before. It was my first time. Worthington is a really, really, really nice course yes. and challenging, by yes. the way. Yes, <laughs> a really you've got to be able to you've got to be able to make shots. You got to be able to put the ball like where you want it, and you've got to think your way through the course. Yeah, I think at the end of the round, uh, Claude and I were saying it's like you know we always talk about that that course where it's like oh if you've got somebody coming to town and they says they can play where to take them, mm-hmm. Worthington goes in that category of like monster. Like okay, come you know come here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was there a little Bennett. And a little Bennett, yeah, seventeen fifty seven, which you got to mm-hmm. get you out to. Yeah, if you think you can play. Go to Worthington. We'll see what you're about. And thinking of speaking, thinking that you can play. So you know, the last time I played was a month ago oh, okay. uh, in Maui. Uh, shot a 83. Is that what I said? Yeah, you <laughs> yeah. Down, 82. Yeah, number I made up. <laughs> whatever, yeah, whatever the scorecard said, giving myself a little bit of you know uh, a, a, a mulligan here, there. But anyway, so um, so do you want to know, LB, how I followed up <laughs> around? Of, uh, of 83 uh, at Worthington Manor? If I had to guess, I'm going to say 96. Oh, that's being generous. So, so <laughs> that's where I ended up. So, I, I, I start the round plus four, plus four, plus four. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Plus four, plus four, plus four. Four, four, four. That's how I started. Three, three holes in, LB. Like, like, on the text uh, the night before, I, you know, we were trying to, like, figure out where we were going to go. And I was kind of – I didn't say it, but I, we, apparently we were thinking the same thing where I'm like, well, he hasn't played in a month. Maybe we should just, like, hit up Falls Road or, or Laytonsville or Needwood. And he, but, you know mm-hmm. – um, he, since he hadn't played Worthington, it's like it made sense. It's like let's go out to Worthington, and then you know three holes in, we're immediately maybe rethinking. Like that this decision. probably should have been a Falls Road right <laughs> <laughs> instead of a Worthington. Route. It's like oh, I haven't played a month. I know where to go. Exactly. I mean, but listen. I mean, the course is great. It you is. know what I mean? It it's is. in great shape. And again, we talk about this all the time. I get it. There's different. Uh, you know, things you got to consider depending on where you are in the area. But there are courses out here who looks like they're just starting their season. You know, the fairways are great. 
Uh, greens are great for those who care about tea boxes. The tea boxes are great. <laughs> and I mean, and, and, and it's like, you know, Worthington, and we get this course from Worthington to Blue Mat. I mean, these courses keep their stuff together. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And, 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 but again, but if you're going to charge, that type of money renditions, then you need to make sure that your course fits that fits the bill. Yeah. And Worthington and Worthington uh, uh, fits the bill. Now I remember we were talking about, we had this kind of debate with whether we thought Worthington was one and um, whiskey, Creek. whiskey Creek with like, what would be one or two between the two of them? Yeah. I think Vern and I agreed that you're basically splitting hairs. It depends on what you like better. I mean, uh, Worthington no, kind of plays I don't agree with that at all. Plays oh really? So 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 before you say anything, here's what I think. I think from just an aesthetic standpoint, from just the way the course looks, Whiskey Creek has Worthington beat. Just yeah. from just the way it looks. Now from a golf standpoint, and which is the tougher course or more challenging course, Worthington's way more challenging. Yeah. LB. Uh, hmm. So here's what I'll I say. Will, LB. Here's what I'll say. I'm, I'm, really quick, since you and I played there last time, it it. Having gone there again, I, I, I did sort of reverse my back. I was like, ooh, I don't know. Because, like, again, those first, like, five or six picturesque, beautiful. And, again, the whole course is beautiful. But I could see where I was like, man, you know, maybe I need to go back to whiskey again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, do, I do think whiskey might have them in the, in the beauty category, I think. You know, and Worthington is definitely the hardest. Oh, absolutely. Course. Yeah. 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 So we're gonna say? I, I think in the beauty category, Whiskey Creek is hands down a winner over, over any of those courses up in that area. Okay. Okay. Um, Musket, musket's and, close though, right? Again, uh, I said musket would be close though, right? Uh, See, musket reminds me of Worthington. Oh, I, I feel okay. like musket and Worthington are looks, looks, yeah, they're, yeah, okay. they're pretty All much right, the same. Right, so, so we give the looks title to Whiskey Creek, okay? Yes, yo, absolutely, absolutely. In clubhouse and that kind of stuff, if you if you care about the restaurants and clubhouse and all that stuff, then it also goes to Whiskey Creek. Yes, right. Cause you basically, yeah, I think it's, it's nice. Yeah, it's like the old Cars Creek, basically with yeah. Worthington. <laughs> uh, but yeah, my score, I basically shot a one hundred, like right on the nose. I mean, I was fifty three on the oh, front wow, nine. Okay. Yeah, it, was, uh, it was totally ridiculous. And uh, yeah. I'm trying to think, was there any part of my? I, I think after towards the back, I mean, the back nine I shot a forty seven. So it, I, I took shape late, but I, I can't think of one part of the game I was particularly proud of. Your pro shots towards the end row. Yeah. Those coming into the green and then me mm-hmm. me was just I was just kinda like all over the place off the T box or whatever. I had a ninety six or whatever. I was shocked by that ninety six because you played it's not yeah, it looked I, from my vantage point, right. which was usually in the woods or somewhere near water trying to no, but from my it looked as if you played a lot better than a so, ninety six. So what what's been the case lately for my game is when it's on, like I'll I'll do this thing where I get like two or three pars and then three triples. So my my oh, so instead okay. of like you know my misses being like a bogey or maybe the occasional double bogey, they're just they're too high right now. So okay, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, yep. But again, Worthington Manor, I think you can't go wrong. You know, if you want to get around out there, take your buddies, or if somebody's coming from out of town, yeah, take them to Worthington, man. Like yeah. you know, you're going to get a great round. Uh, and if it's the weekend prime time, you'll pay you'll pay a little bit, but right, right. you won't be disappointed. No. Like you won't go out there and you won't feel cheated by anything. And if you want a challenge, we played from the gold tees, which played fifty eight and some change. Yeah, fifty eight maybe. Yep. Uh, and you know we talked about this LB. You know we could have played from the whites, which was a little over six thousand. I would have shot a hundred one way. You know, like yeah, it's, yeah. it's literally no difference in, in, a, in a lot of this. And we go back and forth like, oh, I don't know, 57. I don't know, 61. Maybe we should play back. It's like, you know what? Again, it's a different shade of miles and miles to go. I, f- I feel like that. We'll know the day, the day when we're too close. We'll know when we go, you know, right, when we go right. up to gold and we both drop, you know, 79 or something. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, maybe it's maybe, time to move back. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we can go back or whatever. Hey, and don't forget GPS on the car too. At yep, yep. 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 GPS yep. on the car. Yep. I mean, yep. it, 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 it was, it was great. It was great. Um, so I'm sitting here looking at, uh, our, our show rundown. Someone just added, I broke the windshield on the golf cart. Was that you LB who added that? Yeah, I forgot the story from this. Actually, I did it. I mean, I, I did it like an hour ago. Um, <laughs> so this is recent. Okay, so how did you break the windshield on the golf cart? <laughs> so, so I've had the windshield up the entire time since we've been here, except for yesterday it was really hot. So I put it, I put it down. And you know, we always. I mean, I'm no, I know everybody has done this where, you know, you you get hot or whatever, and you you just drop it. You know, you. You still drive. You don't stop like you're supposed to, and you uh, you know undo the corners and you just let it flop down. Right. Um, correct. We've all we've all have done that. Yeah, I've done it. Right. Yeah, no problem. It seemed like so, a complicated. Okay. Right. right. So <laughs> this morning I was going to the range 
And uh, and it was still a little cool here. So I had a lot of wind in my face because it was still down. So I said, oh, let me put it up, right? And then the one corner of it had, like it had been previously broken, but it had been repaired with some super duper, super duper epoxy or something. It was, you know, pretty, it was, it was stable, sturdy on the right corner okay. of it. So I'm driving this morning. And I was like, oh, let me put the windshield up. And, and, this is a, and they got a sign on it that says, do not, uh, do not uh, move the, um, do not up, you know, raise or lower the windshield while you're moving. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> huh. I guess just trying to give so you a warning. Don't move the windshield while you're moving. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So I did it while I was moving. And uh, <laughs> so when the, <laughs> when the, when the wind caught it oh, to no. push it up, yeah, the other corner, like a big, if I had to break it down, probably not a, maybe not a quarter of it, but yeah, maybe a quarter of the one of the left corner now was broke as well. So oh, no. <laughs> I'm just... not sure if I'm going to report myself. Am I going to self-report? <laughs> You, you well, should to go to Home Depot and get me some uh, super glue and some tape and fix it. That's a pretty big day for retirement life. Got to go to Home Depot, get some super glue to repair my golf cart window that I broke this morning, headed to the driving range. That's a pretty big day for a retired guy. Get dressed and go into town. Right. I know, right? <laughs> That's going to eat into my happy hour time. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Um, more news uh, from the PGA Tour. Uh, LB, you've been just, uh, I guess, uh, fascinated by this uh, Phil Mickelson going after Bryson DeChambeau. Tell us about that. Yeah, so it was on uh, on the one thing we follow on our uh, Instagram. I think it's Dyer Golf. I'll give them credit for it. So uh, you remember last, I think it was last week or week before last, we talked about Bryson DeChambeau who was going into the gym and talking about how he's going to look much different when we see him mm-hmm. uh, in a few months on the tour because he's, you know, he's going to work out and he's going to do all this crazy stuff and get his body in shape. So Phil went at him, and this is what Phil posted on, uh, I think he tweeted this or he put it on Instagram, one of the two. I saw it on Instagram. And it says, uh, Nick Faldo, although he was one of the greatest to ever play, had a massive upper body, but did not hit bombs. Why? because he neglected his calves. He says, you may want to refocus a bit or you'll be hitting first into greens every time we play. Just saying. Yeah. Hashtag calves of Adonis. Oh, goodness. <laughs> yeah. Phil, Phil has really reinvented himself to be like kind of a, you know, fan favorite. Uh, just yeah. from social media stuff. Social you know? media stuff. Yeah, for uh, if, you know, for those out of the context of the of what Bryson, did you see what Bryson DeChambeau posted, LB, the original post? Well, I saw the picture of him in the gym. Yeah, so so on. I think on his IG, maybe or maybe Twitter, he put. There's a video of him like in the gym lifting, and it's just it's uh-huh. just the saddest. I mean, he, they must be like 15 pound weight. It looks like he's. <laughs> it looks like. I mean, I, I'm looking at it now, and it's like, what are we doing, Deshambo? You know, uh, I get that you stepped to Brooks and it changed your life one time, and now you're trying to. I'm going to look different. Yeah, you're trying I'm to reinvent yourself big. ever since. Uh, <laughs> just be, be yourself, homie. I mean, yeah. This is a bad look for you. Yeah. <laughs> right. Just go back to the chemistry lab, man, and do some. <laughs> other kind of stuff. This is the stuff you like to do. It's a protractor. Exactly. <laughs> um, you know, one story we've been following, too, was that a guy on the Korean tour who was suspended for three years for basically doing nothing. Yeah. Um, just getting a little upset. I mean, he did less than the guy you played with, uh, LB, at the Villages, the one who was, <laughs> um, yeah, you know, getting all upset about. But he, he uh, the original suspension was for three years, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, it was reduced to just one year. So good for him. Uh, I think right. his name Bo yep. Kim, uh, something like that. Yeah, Bo Kim. Yeah. His, yeah, his uh, yeah. suspension on the Korean tour reduced uh, from three years to just one. Uh, and I think it even one worked. year is probably a little ridiculous. Yeah, you know, like yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe a monetary fine or maybe an event. But to, 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 to you know, get upset, at, to suspend a player for a year or any amount of time because he got upset on the course and you know, at a fan right, and, right. and, you know, and, and, you know, gave him the old TK salute or whatever. Like, okay, I get that. You don't want that to be, you know, the, the, the face of, of your tour, but he's the, he's the money winner on tour from all it's, it, uh, uh, intent purposes. He seems to be successful on that tour. Right. You know, what are you doing? You know, yeah. And then he apologizes. You know I mean? We talked about this. I mean, literally bowing. Right. You know, asking yeah. for an apology. Yeah. Yeah. No, he didn't bow. He got there on his knees. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He really prostrated. It. It, it, it's, it's what, could you imagine, like, if, the, you know, I don't, it's just, it does seem unreasonable. Like, uh, especially for, 
in this day and age for her, you know, how, how polarizing everybody, how angry everybody is. Mm-hmm. You can't run a lot of resentment. Could you imagine this, like, in, I don't know, in traffic or something? Like, you <laughs> had a traffic incident, you yelled at somebody out the window, and then all oh, the cops got you. You're, right. sus- you're suspended. You can't drive for a year. Now. Right. <laughs> That's it. It's ridiculous. That's too much. It's so stupid. Yeah. Uh, uh, the yeah, Ozo. Yeah, uh, he, yeah, he. I was going to say, he, he can't play um, but one of the things too, they said that he's looking for, you know, what he's going to do now until 2020 when he can play again to October of 2020. Mm-hmm. So he's looking to might he might come to the U.S. and try and get on a corn ferry tour. I was just going to say he should just take his ass to U school. Man. Yeah, U-school, exactly. I mean, yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. He should just get out of there. Because yep. um, if look if that if they they're doing all that, that's a, you don't want to you don't want to play on that tour. Yeah. Uh, you know. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, so the Zozo Championships in Japan, uh, Tiger Woods. Uh, in in the lead after the first round, like, right. is, do we look too much into this and think that oh, this wraparound season because this is the wraparound season, so it's kind of the start of the twenty twenty uh, season for these guys. Like, do we think twenty twenty is going to be super productive for Tiger, or no. will be? Am I reading in a little bit too much on this? No, <laughs> no, it's not going to be productive no, for, no, for Tiger. I mean, look, man, I, look, I, I look. Listen, I, I expect him to randomly pop up on a leaderboard here, or there. Um, you know, congrats to him for you know. Starting off well at Zozo. I, uh, for those who don't know, also, I think it's been delayed till Monday. Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, if you go check out uh, Ian Poulter's Instagram, I'm just an Instagram guy today, social media guy. If you go check out Ian Poulter's Instagram, there's a uh, he's a video of the monsoon they got. They dropped like six inches of rain, so they had to suspend play or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not as uh, tough as the kids in Colorado who played in the snow <laughs> that we talked about last week. But, um, yeah, no, no. I, I You know, I expect him to sort of sporadically pop up here and there, but I just can't believe – I haven't seen the consistent – even after he won the Masters, Claude, I right. believed – I thought maybe this is the time. Mm-hmm. He's kind of kind of just yeah, fell just, off. Just fell off. Yeah, so. LB, what do you think? Does this mean anything yeah. for Tiger in a uh, big picture? No, talk to me at the fourth round and see where he's at then. Because Tiger's just had this – I mean, he's been doing this for a while since in his latest comeback where – like Burns said, he'll pop up here. You know, he'll have a good first. Well, he, he normally doesn't have good first round. He normally has pretty good second or third round. Um, but then the other ones are, are are regular. You know, regular rounds where he's not really putting putting up any numbers. So um, yeah, I you know I'll wait. I'll wait and see as we all will. But I don't. I, I'm not. I don't have any faith in him to to make this uh, to be. He's not going to be as dominant as he used to be. That we all know that's not going to happen. Um, but I I do expect him to win maybe once right. a year, once a season or something like that. Um, and I do expect him to win when, when the when the um, when the fields are reduced like this one is. There's not there's not as many guys he has to beat. Then I do expect him to be at least you know better than average because he just doesn't have to beat as many people. You know. Right, right, and uh, in that in that top like ten or twelve, all tied for seventh two. We got you know Shoffley, decent decent field here for the first uh, first PGA Tour in Japan. Yeah. I think in a long time, Z- uh, Jan- Xander Xander Shoffley, um, uh, Gary Woodland, in, I think second place. Yeah, yeah, Paul Casey in there. So yeah, so, mm-hmm. decent decent little field here. I talk about a small field. Did you guys check that skins game he had with Jason Day, McElroy, Hideki Matsuyama, and Tiger? Oh, at that not same at course, uh, yeah, I did not. So apparently, Jason Day won. I don't remember how much he won, and Tiger won maybe close to eighty thousand. Roy was, was last. like sixty. No, no, Hideki was last actually oh, with Hideki twenty. Was. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah, okay. And it's funny because I was like, I, you know, you hear about these skins matches and the different money games, and we probably talked about this before. LB, you're the one. You don't really like money games when it comes to golf, right? No, you mean like for me betting? No, I do not. <laughs> oh man, I do. You got to get into it, man. It puts a little, puts a little stakes in it, a little no, action it, on there. It it takes. I mean, if I'm already stressed out with just my score. Imagine putting some money on it, man. I'll be throwing clubs and oh no, but what, when, when you're not looking. And <laughs> when, when, so if you have, if you had, so what if the money was low? Like you just had a foursome and everyone just put up a dollar a hole and. And no, there was no there was there was no carryover. No. There was no carryover. Every hole you win, you win that hole. You get you get the dollar from every yeah, from, 20, from three. Twenty bucks. That's basically. literally yeah, a little less than twenty bucks. But just still, but but now, but, but again, what was supposed <laughs> to be fun now has now become a competitive <laughs> event, and that changes. We can be we can be for a dollar. Doesn't matter. I still now I need to win. So now I'm you know I'm now I might be reduced to cheating. 
You know what I mean? Now I might be reduced to <laughs> cheating. Man, I, I thought it was going to help you the other way, where it's going to like raise it, you know, make you raise your game and increase your focus. But no, yeah. he just went completely opposite. Like, direction. no, because I'm going to cheat. <laughs> yeah, cheat. I'm going to be cantankerous. I don't like balloons, man. I know. I know. No, there we go. All right, there you go. So listen, coming. So it, it, at the time we're recording this uh, uh, fine radio uh, show and podcast, it is uh, October 25th. It's fall. November's coming up. Uh, fall golf in the DMV is is great, especially if you go up towards the mountains and, and play there. But it's also a time to kind of refocus your game. So, LB, um, we'll, we'll do a kind of a 2019 wrap-up later. But heading into the fall and winter, what's your plan? Do you have a plan as far as what to work on, how you're going to work on it? Then we'll go to you, Vern, and, and then I'll check in. Yeah, I'm going to continue to work on the, the lessons that uh, Brendan gave me, I guess it's been three weeks ago now, maybe a month. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, well, I just got yeah, a text message from Paul working. Wilson. He said, who's... Br- no, go ahead, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, what, what, the, the stuff that he gave me seems to be seems to be working. So I'm going to I'm gonna keep working on that. Even in the house, you know, I'm, I'm going to keep swinging. And, I, I mean, I've got a trip coming up next two weeks away. Then I got another trip coming up in um, December. So I'm going to be playing golf Um at least, at least through the new year. Then I don't know what I'm gonna do in January. I have to find me somewhere to go in January and February <laughs> play. But um, yeah, I plan on I plan on staying active. I'm I'm not gonna. I'm trying to keep making progress. You said that way. Okay. Okay. Um, so for me, I'm gonna keep on working on uh, what I worked on with Garrett, which is just rotation, man. Just getting that rotation down so I can get that. Um you know, get that nice Chris Pro style impact, which I I think I did it by accident uh, at Pendleton two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I had a beautiful uh, pitching wedge. It sound. I, I think the reason I think I did it, you know, the sound the pros make. Mm-hmm. I made that sound. Nice. I was like, whoa, what is that? And I didn't make it again for the rest <laughs> of the round. But um, yeah, so I'm gonna keep working on rotation. Lots of dry swinging in the house, Claude. Not gonna. I'm not. I don't want to let it fall off, so I can come mm-hmm. into next season really hot. And putting. I'm gonna buy one of these like putt pro, like like one of those um. The little putting match you might see if you go into Dick's or, or Golf Galaxy where they have them set up. Right. Like, they sell those to consumers, too. And they, oh, like, sweet. You, they like, roll really true or whatever. Because I think the putting has really helped me this season, too. Like, my putting has gotten a lot better. Yeah, so. that's what I got to do. I think what I'm going to do is, is – and we talked about this uh, when we played at Worthington. There's no reason ever, like, to just not chip and putt in the house. Like, I got all these baskets and mats and – and I don't use it. Like, I, what I need to do going into the fall and winter is spend time every day chipping and putting. Send us your thoughts on the 2019 headed to the fall into 2020, how you want to improve. Golf DMV Podcast at gmail.com is the email. We'll talk next week.